Good evening, everybody. January 8th, 2018. Welcome to the Good Vibes Podcast with Psycho Man. I'm going to talk a little bit tonight about a special day. Uh, today is January 8th. Uh, for some people, uh, they like that because it's either their birthday or it's Elvis Presley's birthday. I celebrate it for a different reason. 20 years ago today, I made my first musical appearance, and uh, it was definitely a life-changing event for me, so I'm celebrating that a little bit this evening uh, by writing some new songs for uh, an album I'm going to have upcoming here this summer called Divine Reinvention. I've been a rock singer for about 20 years, and I'm going to be doing an album that's going to have a real crazy gamut of diversity on it. It's going to do everything from country to pop to rock to metal to uh, even some very different sounding things. Got some classical music on there, got some Caribbean style. It's going to be a really awesome album when it comes out. I don't have an exact date on that yet, but when I do, it will be published um, on Google Play and on iTunes as well, and available for everybody to get. Uh, But uh, I want to tell a little bit of story, a little bit of a story today about how I actually got started in the music business. Uh, I had a few uh, friends ask me about this, and I was interested in listening to the podcast, so I told them I'd talk about this tonight, uh, as it's a fun subject for me. So I'm going to kind of go into... You know what started it? It all kind of started on a dare, and uh, it just—it was a credible journey that led me a long way uh, to the point that I'm at today. So I'm uh, gonna get ready to share that with you right now. I had always been a lover of music uh, from the time I was a small child. I remember listening to my mother spinning vinyl albums of just many different genres, many different styles, uh, young, old hard rock to to soft pop it didn't matter what it was my mom was listening to it and it always really inspired me as a musician Uh, but long before I ever knew I was going to be a musician you know as I grew up I never really sang out loud probably past the age of 10 never sang in the shower never sang in the car always just kind of you know lip synced along to to all my favorites and everything that I loved and never knew that this was going to be a part of my life until one day, 20 years ago from tonight, January 8th, 1998, I got off work one day and my mom called me and said, you should come over here and uh, have a drink with me, you know, we're just uh, sit and just uh, shoot the breeze and have a couple drinks. So I said, okay, so uh, I showed up to the place and uh, she said, there's karaoke going on, I think you'd be good at that, you ought to get up and sing. I said, oh, mom, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get up and sing. I, I've never sang. I, I'm not a singer. I don't know nothing about none of that. It'll be embarrassing. You know, I, I wouldn't sing for nothing. You, you can forget about that. Well, to make a long story short, about six tequilas and a couple beers later, I reluctantly was like, well, I'll tell you what. I'll get up on stage, but I'll do it under one condition. you got to get up and sing a song, too. Well, little did my short memory serve me that uh, my mother used to sing around at churches with my grandmother, who was a musician also, and it was not an embarrassing moment for her. So as I rifled through the book and looked for a song to sing, I settled on uh, a very peculiar song. Why I picked it, I have no idea, but it just sounded like it would be a good time. 
everybody was slightly inebriated and uh, it just looked like something that was going to be a, a real fun time. So I settled on the Tramps, Disco Inferno. Thought I'll get up there and dance stupid and sing a little bit and I'll just do my best and see what happens. I never counted on it being something that I'd do for the next 20 years, nor did I even count on anybody liking it. So my name was called, I went up and I thought, just like I do with everything else, I'm going to give it all I got, whether I'm good at it or not. And I went up there and wow, I couldn't believe it. I got up there, I did the whole dance, the whole song, sang my heart out. And when the music ended, the crowd erupted in roars. I could hardly believe it. It just, it blew me away that uh, it was really even close to that good. I was then approached by a friend of mine. It's called Big Daddy. Anybody who knows me that's listening to this podcast may know who that is. And Big Daddy said, man, Psycho Man, you really ought to come next week. They're having a contest. And I told him, Big Daddy, you know, I'm not... I'm not much of a singer. I just did this for fun. I did it on a dare. My mom dared me to do it. And I said only if she would. And I told him the story. And he said, no, really, you got to show up at this place next week. Sing some songs. He goes, you can win some money. You can win some prizes. Well, I wasn't too concerned with that. But I thought, what the heck? I'm going to go to this place next week. And I'm going to let her up and just see what happens. So I told all my friends that I worked with that I was going to sing at a contest. And amazingly, most of the time, as I learned over the years, when you invite people to go do something that has to do with the music scene, if you invite 10 people, one or two show up. And man, oh man, I couldn't believe it, is every person but two that I work with showed up to this. And wow, what was about to happen next changed my life forever. So, a few days to a week later, I show up at this place called the Rainbow. I couldn't believe how packed the place was, man. There must have been two or three hundred people there. It was shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't even hardly get to the bar to get you a drink, or there certainly wasn't no way you was gonna find a seat. Well, lucky for me, a couple of my friends that I worked with got there real early and held this table so that uh, about a dozen or so of us that worked there together could sit there. They came to see me like I was already some kind of rock star, like they had totally bought into everything I told them, like it was going to be some ragingly great performance. I had no idea how good it was going to be. I mean, I only had that song from the previous few days to the week ago to go off of, and uh, I didn't know how good it was going to be. So I continued to work on this song. I thought, well, if everybody liked that, I'm going to practice, 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 and then when I get to the show, I'll just sing it again. Maybe I'll be a little better at it. Who knows? Maybe it'll sound good and I'll do a decent job. I had never anticipated on what was about to happen. As I signed up for the contest, there was 15 people in the contest. I seen all these people and thought, wow, what great singers they must be. Not understanding that when you go to karaoke, whether it's a contest or not, you're going to see varying degrees of talent from people who really, quite frankly, aren't very good so occasionally you'll see some real superstars that show up. But let me tell you, in 1998, karaoke was about as red, no, let's call it white hot as you can get. I mean, you could pack a karaoke bar much faster almost than you could a bar that had a band playing. See, I didn't know nothing about this at the time. But I went ahead, I signed up not knowing what I was going to get into. So many singers got up, one after another after another. The anticipation built 
Everybody was asking me when it was going to be my turn. I didn't know. I didn't know how any of this stuff worked. Heck, I just went to an open karaoke the week before and just got up and sang on a dare. Well, it got down to about, I don't know, song 11, 12, 13 out of 15. My name got called. So I went up on stage and just did the same thing I did the week before. Maybe a little better. Heck, I don't know. I guess I just left it up to the people to decide how good it was. By the end of it, the place was in a standing ovation of roars. Doesn't make me special or better than anybody, but it's really what happened. Couldn't believe it. The pats on the back, the free drinks that started coming my way. I, I had no idea it was going to be anything like that. Didn't understand, like, what's the big deal? I just got up and sang a song. I didn't think it was really that great, but apparently everybody else did. By the time all 15 singers had completed, it was time for the judging. The judges, about I think it was three of them, went in and was sequestered, so to speak, in a side room for about 20 minutes. When they came back out, they announced the winners. Third place went to a guy called the Karaoke Kid. Be quite honest, I can't even remember what his real name is. I just remembered that's what they called him. He got third place. Then they said, we have a really unusual situation. We have a tie for first place. And that tie goes to Joanne and Psycho Man. The place erupted. My table erupted. They couldn't believe I'd actually tied for first place. And to be quite honest, I was even more surprised. I had no idea that I was ever going to get an opportunity. <laughs> Much less actually be tied for first. But then it came down to the real nitty gritty. The judges said that we had to sing off to see who won. Now I wasn't prepared to sing anything else. But my oh my. What I did next was pretty crazy. And I couldn't believe it paid off. Man, I don't mind telling you. I was pretty nervous. I didn't prepare for anything else. I didn't think I was going to be singing more than once. So I was like, well... You know, for the area I was in, southeastern Ohio, I thought, what's going to work? What are people going to be into? What could I really do that might knock people off their feet? Because the girl that I tied with, man, she was good, man. She was she was singing just some, some really crazy range vocal stuff. Uh, I think she sang, sang something like Martina McBride or something. And I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to compete with a vocal range like that. But, hey, what the heck, man. I didn't even think I was going to place, let alone win. So, well, why not, man? I'm just going to come give all I can give. So, what I did is I started looking through the book with this big daddy guy who invited me from the week before. He had a cowboy hat on. He said, hey, psycho man, why don't you do this? So he said the dude devil went down to Georgia. So I was like, well, okay, I don't know about that, but I'm sure I could pull it off. I'd heard the song at least a thousand times, so I was pretty sure that even if I messed up in a few spots, I could at least pull it off. And hey, what was the worst thing that was going to happen? What? I was going to get second place? So hey, man, that's pretty good. So what I did, I went ahead and said, yeah, I'll sign up for that. I signed up. I did the song. It was actually pretty good, I guess. Everybody loved it. Or maybe they were just really drunk. Hey, who knows? But, hey, everybody liked it. Joanne then got up next, the person I tied with. She sang Fancy by Reba McIntyre. It was brilliant. And she sounded like a million bucks. If I'd have closed my eyes, I would have really thought it was Reba McIntyre. 
But nonetheless, she completed her song. The judges got together for about 10 more minutes. When it came out, they announced the winner. And ladies and gentlemen, that winner was Joanne. It wasn't me. She beat me by two points. I didn't win. But I'll tell you what, I did win. Because I got second place. I think I won a $25 gift card. And that was really cool, man, because I didn't plan on any of that happening to me. All of a sudden, I caught this fever. I realized, wow, I really enjoy this. And people like it when I do it. I could really do something cool with this. And it didn't necessarily have anything to do with winning or money. It just had to do with, man, people really like this. And I have something great to offer. So I decided, man, I'm going to go to every karaoke I can. And I'm just going to make the best of it. And make the best of it indeed I did. I spent the next couple years going to karaoke. 1999, 2000, 2001. I found myself over the next three years becoming the karaoke king of my area. I couldn't believe it. Like, the house was packed. I would go to multiple contests. I was winning 50, 100, $500. It got so outrageous at one point, I was making more money singing karaoke than I was working a full-time job. It almost seemed too good to be true. But really, it wasn't too good to be true. It was just better than I'd ever experienced. It was one of the greatest times in my life. I couldn't believe it. I mean, one summer, I made $5,500 in three months singing karaoke. I mean, how stupid is that? No, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I just couldn't believe that that was even possible, that you could go out and do that. I talked to musicians that were pissed. They couldn't believe that I was making that kind of money singing karaoke when they had been out writing songs and learning to play instruments and traveling around for weeks and months at a time, really trying to book shows and playing for three or four hours. And I was doing it singing one song. But then, after that three years, some things really started to change for me. I met the woman who was gonna be my wife, and then I had someone approach me, someone special. His name was Jim Osborne. He was a little short guy. He looked kinda like Jerry Garcia. And that one fateful day while we were working together, I was singing and he caught me and he said, hey man, I play drums. And sarcastically I said, well hey, I sing, maybe we should start a band. And then from there, things took off in a totally different direction. So I'm gonna leave that right there for now. Yeah, I'm going to be that jerk that leaves you on the cliffhanger, makes you come back, listen to another podcast to find out what me and Jim talked about that day and where my music career went. But hey, isn't that what it's all about? You know what else it's all about? It's all about following your dreams, following your passions, making things happen. Then you got great stories to tell, great experiences, get to touch people's lives. And that's a good thing. That's good vibes right there. And that's what my podcast is all about. January the 8th is a very important day to me. What's an important day to you? What are days that really stand out in your mind where there was a real turning point in your life and something great happened? And it really made a difference, whether it be to you or someone else. I'm really anxious to hear about it. Well, I will continue that story 
whether it be tomorrow or in a near future podcast. But I want to thank you very much for your time, for listening to a slightly extra long version of Good Vibes with Psycho Man. And uh, definitely give a call in and let me know what you're thinking about, whether it be about this podcast or any other subject. I'll be glad to talk with you about it. As long as it's good vibes, then it's good with the Psycho Man. Well, thanks again on this January 8th, 2018. I'm going to go spend some time with my family and have a great night. Write a little bit of music. Maybe even sing a song for old time's sake. I thank you very much for coming out tonight to the Good Vibes Podcast. I am the Psycho Man, and I am out.